Thank you for listening to our midweek service from Christian Ministry Church. We're praying that this message blesses, encourages, and equips you to build the kingdom of God. And now a message from Pastor Tim Brooks. This last week on Wednesday night, while we were having the monsoon and everybody had to get here in a boat, we had 50 kids in Children's Church here on Wednesday night. Now that's not youth and junior high, that's just the kids in Children's Church on Wednesday night, 50 kids. This ministry, we're doing everything we can. We are doing everything we can to impact our children, our junior high, our high school, and teach a biblical worldview for our young people to grow up in. This ministry, we're in an all-out fight for our young people, for the minds of this next generation. Once again, thank you, thank you, thank each one of you for helping make possible what we do around here. We're having a great, great year. Things just, it just couldn't be going better for us. I want to welcome all of you who are joining us on our many social media outlets. We are glad to have you uh, join us. Numbers came in from this last month. We continue to be overwhelmed. But last month, we had 20,797 people that joined us uh, on just for the month of January. And, and that was with an 83% listed as impactful plays. That's amazing numbers. That is amazing numbers that are uh, tuning in, that are feeding themselves, and we're glad to have you joining us today. We're thrilled you're here. And while I am addressing all of those who are either watching us or listening to us on podcast, uh, we are glad to have you here and want to let you know April 13th, 14th, and 15th of this year, we'll be in Branson, Missouri, hosting a marriage conference. Uh, my wife, Terry and I have been, I guess over 25 years now, have been hosting marriage conferences in Branson, one of the funnest places in the world you can go. I can tell you straight up, no man wants to go to a marriage conference. I get that. But ladies, if you can drag them there, they will leave having had a great, great weekend. I can tell you, we laugh. It's funny. And I'm, I, the stuff I teach, it ain't nothing I read. It's stuff we live through. And so you can just know uh, we do a lot of laughing at these marriage conferences. And we want you that are listening to us to join us in Branson. We're going to be at the Radisson Hotel. It just recently sold to Thousand Hills Hotel. That's where our conference will be held. want to encourage you. Get online, cmchurch.com, and reserve your spot at the conference through the church. Then you stay in Branson wherever you want to stay. You book your own room. That's all on you. We're going to be staying at the hotel where the conference is because it's just easier to walk back and forth to our conference room. They've got a great conference room there, and we'd love to meet you. All of those who are joining us on our podcast and on our live stream, we'd love to have you make plans to be at our marriage conference in Branson. Branson, Missouri in April. The title of today's message is A Life of Faith. A Life of Faith. I want to welcome you today to a healing service. You may not have known that you were coming to a healing service today, but miracles are about to happen. You are in a healing service today. Miracles are about to happen. And I know that because Psalms 107 verse 20 said, he sent his word and it healed them. 
He sent his word and it healed him. So as I teach the word for the next few minutes, the word is going to go out and healings will take place all over this auditorium, all over the airways for all of those who are listening or tuning in to us by our social media outlet. That's what the word does in our life. So when you come in here, you have come to a healing service. That's what it is. As the word goes out, it is on a mission to bring healing. Some of you came in here today with years of anger. Anger over what happened to you in the past. Anger over a divorce. Anger over childhood scars or wounds. And you've got some anger issues on the inside of you. As I am teaching the word, you're going to get healed sitting right there. Healing is going to take place. A light's going to come on. Deliverance is going to happen, and you're going to get set free. You're going to get healed of anger. Somebody came in here with back issues today. You're going to be healed. Sitting right there as the Word goes. It's a healing service. We here teach the Word. The Word is on a mission to bring healing, so you're in a healing service as we teach the Word. Somebody's going to get healed of some back issues. Some of you have had an irregular heartbeat. You're concerned about your heart right now, and you need a touch from God. Healing's going to take place as we teach the Word. What did you come in here with? What is it today? I came to church needing a touch from God. I came here, I needed God to touch me. Here's what I want you to know. As the word goes forth, that's its mission. It's going to touch you. Psalms 107, verse 20, he sent his word and it healed them. This church has healing services each week, three of them. On Sundays, 9 and 1030, we have a healing service on Wednesday at 7. As the word is taught, we teach the word here. It's on a mission to heal you. I want you to know when you come in here, you are in a place where healing is going to take place. The next step is, now you open yourself up for that to happen. You got the words clear. You got to till up the soil of your heart and you allow that. You can come in here mad and leave madder. You can come in here worse and leave worser. I mean, that can happen for you. You came in here bitter, and you're going to leave bitter. I mean, it's my bitterness, and I can keep it if I want to. Here's what I'm telling you. If you'll come in here and set yourself in a position for God to heal you, God's healing hand can touch you. That's what we're praying to have happen in your life today. Come on, right now, just chill up. God, here I am. God, touch me. Just touch me. Everybody in here, we're tilling up the soil. Touch me, God. I need a touch from you. I need you to touch me right here, right now. I need you to touch what? Call out your back, your leg, your ankle. What is it? God, I, I need you to touch me, and I'm opening myself up and putting myself in a place for that to happen. You receive what God has for you in this miracle service today. You know, reading the Old Testament, we've been talking a little bit about this, but you're, you're, you're overwhelmed at how far God was away from his people. Now, all the rituals and the sacrifices and the festivals that they were required to do, it, it's really hard to understand all that. And you read two or three chapters of that stuff that you can't pronounce half of the words in there, and you're more confused than you were when you started reading it, and you think, dear Lord, I can't do any of that. I can't even remember what, I got to kill this, and then I got to burn that, but then I got to throw this part outside the camp, but then you can eat this part, but not that. I don't, I don't know what the heck I'm supposed to do with all that. 
And in no relationship with God, no conversation with God, God had to speak through a bush. He had to speak through a donkey. He had to speak through a cloud or for fire. Or God had to speak through his prophet to, to people. Uh, the, the, you had to bring the right kind of animal to be killed so that then the priest could go talk to God for you. And then the priest kind of handled your conversation with God for you. And you got to go to a priest and confess your sin to the priest, and then he's got to go and pray for it. What a way to live. I mean, you talk about a mess. What a way to live. That's why I love reading the Old Testament. I love reading that boring religious law. I love it. I love reading about all of that stuff that they had to do. I love being so confused. I love all those words that I can't even pronounce. I love all of that. Trying to figure out what animal do I take for what kind of sin and what kind. I love getting all bogged down in that because then I sit back and I say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. See, thank you, Jesus, that I no longer live under that covenant under that covenant, under those laws, and under that approach to God, Jesus, thank you. Let me read some more of this. Let me dive in and read some more of this that I don't have a clue about what to do or what to eat or when to wash or when not to. And every, I don't know, and I, I read three or four chapters of that, and I get so excited about Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for paying the price for me, that now Hebrews 4, 16 says, I can go boldly into the throne room. I, me, I can go boldly into the presence of God because he sees me through Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, have mercy. We don't have a foyer full of bloody dead animals out here. We don't have a foyer full of all kinds of stuff and wash and dip. And, uh, but thank you, Lord, that we just walked in here. The first note played, Chloe walks out here on this stage. We say, thank you, Jesus. We go boldly into the presence of God. No animals. I don't have to have on no robe. I just wear my blue jeans up here. I don't have to have no sacrifice. I don't have to have no priest to go and tell God what I did wrong last week. I don't have no need of none of that because I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. His sacrifice justified me. Everybody get that word. See, his sacrifice justified, not me, not all the perfect life I lived. Jesus' blood justified me before God. So I stand just, not based on me, but through Jesus I am just in God's eyes. Does everybody understand? I am just. Not because of me. I'm not telling you what a great person I am. I'm telling you what Jesus did for me. And I'm just because of that. God sees me through Jesus. His Jesus' blood is between me and God. I don't have no need of a priest. I don't have no need of any animal's blood. I don't have to have a lamb or a heifer or a dove. I am justified. We call that good news. We call that good news. Anybody ever heard good news of the gospel? That phrase, good, the good news of the gospel? That's, that's it. I just gave you the good news. That's why we call the gospel good news for modern man. That is the good news. Okay. 
Sounds great. Now what am I going to do? Now what am I going to do? Because tomorrow I still got to get up and go to work. Boy, that's great. But tomorrow I got to put out round bales of hay for cattle in a muddy field. Boy, that, woohoo! I'm justified. That's wonderful. But now I still got bills I got to pay. I got things that I've got to go and do tomorrow. So living in this daily world that we live in, we deal with things that are not right. We, we, every day we deal with things, I love this, well, that's not fair. If you're looking for fair, you're in trouble. Well, see, that wasn't fair. Well, that was wrong. What they did was wrong. You say this, that should have never happened. That was a good family. That was a good family. That, that should have never happened to them. That, that death, that loss, that car wreck, that sickness, that fire, that, that should have, see, that should have never happened. Now, I can think of a lot of people that I need killing their car wreck, but not them. See, that should have never happened to them. And so we are in a position to decide what's just, what's not, what was right, what was wrong. And we just got a hard time dealing with wrongs. We just do. We want justice, except when it's me that's not perfect. Then I'm kind of big on mercy and grace. But other than that, going to these rodeos with my grandson, we got a, in a rodeo, it's a timed event. And so he comes out of this healing box, header, heads this steer, he comes in and just smokes these two back feet, sticks it on the horn, I'm videoing the whole thing, I'm right here. And as time stops when the flagger drops the flag, I'm not blind. Both horses are faced, we're stopped, the flag is still up, <clears throat> excuse me, oh, you see, we get the flag. Now, this other team, and it's no secret, I don't know who is kin to who. I don't know who's best friends with. I don't know who here works. But why does this kid always get a flag before they're quite faced? Why does that kid, why, why, okay, now explain to me why we had a time right here and we were 8-4 and they had a time right down here and they were 6-2. Now you got to tell me what's for, see, and I got it on video. So then I watched the rerun of that video and I'm climbing the fence because I'm fixing to settle the score with this flagger. I don't know whose best friends you are, but here's what I can tell you. The next run my grandson makes, you better be dropping that flagger. You're gonna have to have some help getting up because I'm gonna get you off that horse. See, that's what's coming up. I'm climbing over the fence. That ain't right. I, but I come in here today and I hadn't been perfect in my past. Could y'all have mercy on me? Could y'all forgive me? Look, I hadn't been perfect. I need you to just overlook my past. I need you to overlook what I've done wrong and accept me for who I am. Be See, it's just where we live. It's, it's where we live. Let a wrong happen to me, and by God, I'm gonna get even and settle the score. But let me mess up. And boy, I am pleading grace and mercy and love and forgiveness. We live our lives right here. This is where we all live. That was a wrong call. I was sitting on the front row. 
He went up to block the shot. He was that far away and you called a foul. It was this ref's call and you called it from over there. None of this was right. Stop the game. I got to whip somebody. I'm tired of this. See, because the calls are different on this end of the court than that end of the court. And I'm not the only one that can see that. Apparently you can't. God sent me here to point it out to you. I mean, that's where we live. See, wrongs, it was wrong. It, that gum, it was wrong. That was a bad call. It should have never happened. See, all day long we deal with things. That shouldn't have happened. That shouldn't have happened. Those folks shouldn't have had that car wreck. Those, that guy didn't need to die. This car wreck, see, that sickness, there's a lot of folks that I wish were sick, but not them. They should have never been sick. So are you hearing this? Wrongs, we live in an imperfect world and the why did this happen and the wrongs, we deal with it every day, all of the time. We have a hard time grasping, living our daily life in an imperfect world with imperfect people and imperfect things. Hurt, pain, stress, worry, fear, that all comes along by living here on this earth. Wrongs happen. An imperfect husband is married to an imperfect wife. Neither of them are perfect, and they're in the same house, sharing bills, sharing life, trying to make decisions. And then, with all of that chaos, they have the bright idea of having children who are born with the ability to divide a mom and a dad and pit them against each other and make their marriage a hundred times worse than it was before they added kids. And we gotta live here. Ooh. On top of all that, there's more bills left than money at the end of the month. On top of all that, I got blood sugar issues. I want a donut, I'm gonna eat some broccoli. How do I live? I know that I am right with God. I know I am just. Now, how do I live in this world? Well, the Bible tells us that the just, that's me and you, shall live their life by faith. That's how we do it. You got this, God. See, I got to live every day by faith because I can't right all of the wrongs that happen every hour of every day. I can't right all those. That's why I have to live by faith. The verse we're memorizing is 2 Corinthians 5, 7. The just, that's us. We live by faith and not by sight. See, those that are not just, those that have not accepted Jesus, those that haven't been cleansed by his blood, they have to live by sight. That's all they have. So they have a crisis, now they're mad. They have a issue, so now they're hurt. They have a struggle, so now they have to worry about it. That's their only option in life because they are limited to live their life by sight. But for the just, I'm not an ostrich. For the just, I see that struggle, but I choose to say, God, you got this, and I'm gonna live in peace. 
For the just, I got to say, God, I don't know who out here in this arena is kin to who and who that flagman is kin to. I don't know none of that, but I know if we'll keep doing right, if we'll keep working hard, if we'll keep doing right, if we'll keep working hard, at the end, some way or another, these calls are all gonna level out and we're gonna be honored. See, but, but, see, I don't have to live by sight. I don't have to live. This ref has clearly for this team that we're playing. Clearly, the calls are going their way. I don't have to live by sight. I can live by faith. So I, li- I, I don't know how. I don't know why this car wreck. I don't know why this situation. I don't know why this fire. I don't know why that. That's why I live by faith because I don't know why. I can't settle, I can't go right that wrong, so therefore, I live by faith. Are you getting this? I see the crisis, but I choose to live by faith. I see that, I live by faith. Today, you're living by something. You're living by something. You got anger and you've been living by it for 20 years. You got worry, you got fear, you've got depression, You've got loneliness. I don't know. You got, you're living, your life is being lived fighting depression. And you fight depression. And so your life is lived fighting depression. I suggest you live by faith. You live your life by faith, not bitterness, not anger. You live by faith. Hebrews 11.1 1 tells us, the thing you're hoping for is substance. It's evidence. I believe this word's going out. People are getting healed right now. Somebody is getting physically, mentally touched by the hand of God. See, he, we're in a healing service right here, right now, and healing is taking place. I want to be as practical as I possibly can teaching faith. When Terry and I go out of town and I work a lot out of town, I don't leave our thermostat at 70 degrees and I'm not paying to heat that house while we're gone. I pull that thing down. So you pull it down to 55. That'll keep the pipes from freezing. Pull the thing down while we're gone. The problem is we come back home. Whoa, it's cold in this house. Ah, man, it's 56 in here when I walk in. I walk over to the thermostat. I set it on 70. Now, I want you to think about what happens. I want you to think about what happens. I set that thermostat on the thing that I am hoping for, and I just start unloading the car. I start going about my daily activities, believing that it's going to be 70 real soon. Are you getting this? Now, I get it. I'm cold right now. I'm miserable. I get it. I don't see it. I don't feel 70, I don't get 70, I get all of that, but I am living right now on faith. I'm living on faith, I'm living on faith in a power source that's outside my house. Now see, I read this one time, great speakers pause to make a point. So now watch this, Let me, I'm gonna practice this because I read this. I got a power source that's outside my house. I just tuned into it. I set it on the things that I was hoping for, not on what I'm seeing, and I got faith in that. 
didn't know it would work. I read great speakers pause for a point. It's not immediate, but I wait with all of the peace, all of the confidence. Now, well, it's not 70 in here. You're freezing, you're freezing. Life's miserable. You can do all that if you want to in my ear. I am in peace. I'm happy. I'm unloading the car. I'm going about because I know that power source that I am in touch with that's outside my house is fixing to bring this thing to the thing I'm hoping for. Romans chapter three talks about the law of faith. When you start talking about laws, then you start talking about things that work all the time. See, the law of motion, that's a physical law. The law of faith. I hear the word of God. I hear all that he's done for me. I hear what he has promised. That word goes in me and it builds my faith. And that's what I live on while I'm waiting it to get 70 in this house. For those who slept through that phenomenal example I just communicated, wake up, I'm going to example number two. Right here is a title. For those of you who can't see things close up, you say, back it up. Well, I'm 150 feet from some of you. You ought to be able to read this crystal clear. Uh, This is a title. I can't see my car. I can't see it. Well, prove to me you got a car. If somebody steals my car with this piece of paper, I can go and get that car back without having the car, without seeing the car, without being able to show you the car, I prove it's mine. This title is my substance, it is my evidence. I got a truck, I've got a horse trailer, I've got a lot of land, and I got a title to, I can't show it to you, well show it to me, let me see it. If you got it, show it to me. I ain't living on what I've seen, I got a title to it. I don't have to show you that piece of property, I got a deed, are you getting this? I live on a title that I hold. I don't live by me staring at the car all the time. I don't see the truck all the time, but I know that I know that I know because I hold a title to it. I got a title. I got a title. I'm coming in. I'm going out. Whatever I put my hand to, it prospers. I got a title to that. I don't see it right now, but I got a title to this thing. I got... It's going to get better. You ain't going to believe how good this is. Two pieces of paper, exactly the same. Same thickness, same paper. There's only one difference. What's the difference in this blank? For those of you who are on podcast, I am holding up a blank piece of paper and a title. You should have come here. <laughs> what is the only difference in this blank piece of paper and this title? The only difference is the words and the numbers on a page. You ain't ready for this. It's about to get good in this place right here. The only thing difference is the words on a page. I just happen to have some other words and numbers. Deuteronomy 28. Go to some numbers and words. 28, 3. Your towns and your fields will be blessed. Your, ch- your children and your crops will be blessed. The offspring of your herds and flocks will be blessed. 
Your fruit baskets and breadboards will be blessed. Wherever you go and whatever you do, you're going to be blessed. The Lord's going to conquer your enemies when they attack you. They'll attack you from one direction. They'll go scatter from you in seven. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do and fill your storehouses with grain. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he has given you. If you obey the commands of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, the Lord will establish you as his holy people as he swore he would do. Then all the nations of the world will see that you are a people claimed by the Lord and they will stand in awe. The Lord will give you prosperity in the land that he swore to your ancestors to give you blessing with many children, numerous livestock, abundant crops. The Lord will send rain at a proper time from rich treasure in the heavens and he'll bless all the work you do you will lend to many nations and you won't need to borrow that's my title that's my title that I'm holding on to it's not 70 in here right now it's a miserable 56 in here right now but I am connected to a power source that's outside this house and very soon it's gonna be 70. I'm going to hold on and live in faith because all is gonna be okay. First Timothy 6, 12 said, you got to fight the good fight of faith. You got to fight for this. See, the world wants to steal my car. I go to written words on a page to get my car because the world is trying to steal my car. It's my property, it's been paid for, and you're not stealing it, and I've got the words on the page to show it to you. For a long time, for many years, Terry and I struggled financially. The word was taught to us, and we were healed of a severe disease. A severe disease had us. We were diagnosed with the disease of spending more than you make. It's a horrible disease. Horrible disease. Plagues a lot of people. We had it. And we spent more than we make. Somebody taught us the word. And we were healed of that disease. And we started making more than we spent. Now we couldn't up what we were making. So we lowered what we were spending. Because we could stop some of that. And now... We got a savings account. We got money in the bank. And that bank lends our money to other nations. That bank lends some of my money to other nations. I don't need to borrow any money for anything. I just go get what I want because I'm blessed coming in and I'm blessed coming out and you live your life on faith until it gets 70 in here for you. It's coming, it's coming. Today you set the thermostat in your house. You set, you tap into that power source that's outside and you say, peace is mine. So you go over there and you turn that thermostat up right now, joy in the midst of this. See, I take that thermostat and I put it on joy and joy's coming to me. I put that thermostat on blessings, and blessings are coming to me. And I'm gonna go on about what I got to do today, and blessings are coming my way. Health is being stolen. I take out my title, and I say, you're not getting my health. Health is coming to me. See, your joy, what is it today that's being stolen from you? I get happy because the just live by faith. The just, that's me and you. We live by faith. 
I'm not worried. I'm not angry. I'm not jerked up. I'm not living by my emotions. I'm not living on my emotions because right now I'm miserable and I'm freezing. I'm not living miserable and freezing because 70 degrees is on its way. You set your mind right now. I am going to live a life of faith. Come on, you set your thermostat right now and you say to yourself, I am going to live a life of faith. Y'all stand. Lord, today we're setting a thermostat. We may not see it. We may not be experiencing it right now. We may not be able to see how, but we're tapping into a power source that's outside of me. I'm tapping into a power source that's outside of my house. I'm connecting to you, Lord. I'm setting my thermostat on joy. I'm setting my thermostat on health. I'm setting my thermostat on angels protecting. I'm setting my thermostat on whatever I put my hand to prospers. I'm setting my thermostat and I'm living by faith. Thank you, Lord, for making me just. Thank you, Lord, for justifying me. Thank you, Jesus, that I'm not living under the old covenant. Thank you, Lord. And right now, I choose to live my life in faith. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a great week of faith. Thank you for listening to this message from Christian Ministries Church. If this message impacted you and you'd like to sow into our ministry, you can give at cmchurch.com. If you'd like to listen to more of our messages, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Christian Ministries. God bless.